Welcome to the Build My Online Store podcast, where we discuss everything and anything about running an online store. If you like the podcast, sign up for the mailing list to get news and updates at buildmyonlinestore.com. And now, here's your host, Terry Lynn. Welcome to episode 44 of the Build My Lunch podcast. I'm your host, Terry. And this week, I've got Tom and Matt from Little Island Kitchen, where we're going to talk about starting an online boutique food shop uh, where they sell foodie products and gift boxes that add to the mix. And so they're based out in Brooklyn, and we'll hear their story uh, of how they've been in business the past six months or so. All right, before we start, I want to give a quick shout-out to Jason Scarborough in Orlando, Florida. He runs a pool leak detection company out there, and he's developed a product to help pool owners help test if their swimming pool or jacuzzis are leaking beyond the normal and seasonal changes. So last week we had a call on Skype going over his marketing strategy. Uh, We talked about some keyword research from the SEO side, email marketing, and ways that he could reach new customers. So if you also have a product in the works or you have a store that needs some marketing strategy, implementation audits, uh, you know, you want to discuss it with me, let's get in touch. Uh, You can go to buildmyonlinestore.com, click on the products tab, and book an hour of consulting with me right there. And so what we'll do is we'll first audit what's working and what isn't in your business, and then I'll give you my thoughts and some new strategies that you can implement. And if you're also confused on some of the basics and just where to start, we can go over that too. So head over to buildmyonlinestore.com for more info about this. All right, and final thing before we start, I've been looking for some online stores that have started with great Kickstarter campaigns or crowdfunding uh, kind of campaigns out there online before they launch. So just to get some different perspectives on the show, so if you guys know anyone that has a great crowdfunding story, uh, either through Kickstarter, Indiegogo, or some other platform, uh, shoot me an email, terry at buildmyonlinestore.com. And this is because crowdfunding has recently caught my eye recently as I've backed a project or two on Kickstarter. So I wanted to check out the story from the business owner side of things. So if you know anyone, uh, do let me know. And with that being said, let's get into today's show. All right, man. So uh, thanks for taking the time to come on the show, guys. Uh, can you just tell us a quick background of who you are and the story of Little Island Kitchen? Sure. We're um, well, Matt and Tom, and we started Little Island Kitchen about six months ago. Um, we're based in Brooklyn, and we, you know, Little Island Kitchen basically sells small batch foods from artisan food producers, and we carry sort of a limited line of um, kitchenware and tableware. And then we package a lot of things together as gifts, like food and something for the kitchen, something more permanent. I see. And so where did you get this whole idea from? Well, we were thinking about doing our own product, maybe like creating some type of sauce or, you know, biscuit or something that we would make ourselves and take to market. But then through that process, we kind of discovered all these other people that were doing similar things. And we thought it was interesting because they all had unique stories where they had, you know, left their careers or something to start their own venture. And we were drawn to that. And we really just liked all of these different ideas that were percolating around. And we decided just to try and put together a store that would showcase some of it. You know, these different people with different backgrounds and put our own little twist on it. And also to sort of, you know, there's, we're in Brooklyn and there's a huge, you know, small batch artisan food movement here. And, but there's also 
tons of great stuff coming from the West Coast and, you know, down South. So part of it is to try to offer some of these foodies that are interested in this kind of food that may live in Brooklyn, you know, they can buy something that's produced in California now that they wouldn't otherwise be able to get. I see. And so how do you guys identify these suppliers? Or well, We spend a lot of time in California. We actually live there and um, work there for uh, several years and then moved to Charleston, South Carolina and spent a couple of years there before, we, before living here. So we lived in different parts of the country and we had just some kind of familiarity with places to, you know, kind of tap into for resources. But we really look around online and just basically, or sometimes it's magazines or different things that just... Yeah, sometimes, you know, we'll find something in a store here that, you know, we like, and so we'll approach the producer. Sometimes one um, producer will lead you to something else. Like we have this guy who does these um, uh, mayonnaise, real uh, artisan, different flavored mayonnaise on our site. Just in the process of working with him, he recommended somebody else who he knew was just starting a sauce company like this Jamaican jerk sauce. So, you know, we approach them and it's kind of followed that path where just one thing leads to another sometimes. I see. So how does the conversation with a producer usually go? Actually, um, surprisingly, it usually goes pretty well. (laughs) (laughs) You know, a lot of these people are looking for exposure and, you know, part of our site is that we try to have a little kind of story behind the product so we do for most things a little profile of the producer and then you know through our blog we're gradually adding like sort of longer pieces on the process of that these people go through to make the food and so we want you know our consumer to have a little bit more of a connection to the person that's making their food and so i think a lot of the producers like that because you know they're looking to grow their business and um, get some exposure and like so try to go sort of beyond just the product and what it is to who's making it where they're making it and why it's kind of special Sometimes they may have their own website and we and they sell their own product through their own website. But I think what we offer is the ability for a customer to come into one place and just kind of shop around our the kind of little almost boutique type or curated selection that we, you know, we put together that so they can pick, you know, maybe a gift box that'll have something from, you know, the East Coast, something from the West Coast. And just, you know, put together their own combination of things that they can uh, buy with, with one single purchase. I see. So you're kind of like a separate channel for them as a distribution curated. Yes. And that's why I think that's why they react positively because, you know, it's just one more store. It's one more place that's easy for them to deal with and have another outlet for their product. I see. And it's kind of curated through your own taste and what your store represents, too. So it's a... Right. Yes. I see. Interesting. interesting. And so... Uh, you know, who are your typical customers then? Uh, if you guys are just starting, have you guys still identified them or are they still kind of word of mouth, uh, still in the initial stages? Yeah, it's still a lot of word of mouth and, uh, you know, we're using social media to kind of spread the word and we had kind of a good launch around Christmas and now we're kind of working to try to identify who those people are. But, you know, in our mind, it's basically foodies, people who like food, and also chefs, you know, amateur chefs, but also people that, you know, may be looking for a gift for someone that is a foodie, but the, but the gift buyer is not a foodie. So we hope that, you know, our site will kind of make it easy for them. Like mm-hmm. um, These are things like a, a chef might like or something that, you know, someone who likes yeah. to cook a lot might not have or might love. How many products did you guys start out with at first then? 
Because I see you guys have quite a few. I, I see you guys have products, but they come in a box form too, like a gift box. Right? <laughs> yeah, we have a. You know, we sell most things individually, but what we found actually is that you know we sell more gifts than we do individual, individual products. But we also <clears throat> will like gift wrap anything. So if someone comes in and picks three or four items and wants them gift wrapped and a note sent, then we'll do that as well. And we also do a little bit of corporate business, and that's actually really helped us it's not really tied into the site as much but kind of in the background you know through some connections that we've had years you know living in los angeles and stuff we've been able to do a few corporate things that really help us those things are a lot easier because you you know how many things you have to get together and you you know you can kind of buy and price it out before having to stock the inventory you know if someone has maybe an event coming up and they need like 10 special or 10 or 20 special gift boxes for that. You know, it just, it's great for us because we can be creative and put something together. We know exactly what we we're going to need and provide. And it's, you know, it's, we we're really kind of liking that part of the business as well. I see. So I noticed gift boxes have been pretty popular lately, right? I guess. Subscription boxes seem to be too. And we're going to definitely pursue that on our site as well. I think some people like maybe, you know, four times a year, you would have uh, a different offering that people would subscribe to. So they, they don't even really have to come to your store to pick things up. They just know that you're going to put something together for them that's unique and representative of your store. And one thing I find interesting is that, so how do, like the actual boxes of the gift box, how do you source those? Because I guess the product side, you guys have it covered, right? So Yeah. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of different things out there. We've been sort of playing around with different ways to package things and um but you know generally we're just buying boxes from, you know, a a big wholesaler U line and um They have a lot of flexibility, right? I mean a lot of different sizes of things. They have a lot of sizes. So we we kinda as we're developing our gifts we try to think of, you know, how they'll fit into a box and um, how they'll be wrapped and you know some things we kind of update like right now we've got some culinary herbs it's a little different there's kind of seed pods that we have on our site it's not food but it will be when they grow it <laughs> it's to kind of start, start a kitchen yeah. garden if you want you know? but we kind of change our packaging from time to time like, you know at christmas time we had things that just felt a little bit more holiday-ish same at valentine's and then um, you know it's Sort of, we're still sort of feeling our way through that, but the reaction to the presentation has been pretty good. People really seem to like the personal touch, you know, just a handwritten note. They can spell out a note that they want us to put together, and we put that tag. It just feels a little bit more creative and unique in terms of a gift, and that was a big part of what we wanted to do too. But so we're always playing around with different ways to kind of package things. And I see. So, so, so when you first order these boxes, do you have to order like a thousand at once, or like can you get like a sample, or how does that work? No, you can order them basically quantities, usually like fifty to a hundred. You know, that's the nice thing is that you know when we started this, we working with small producers and then sort of working out the situation with boxes and things like that. We didn't want to have a ton of inventory, especially like going in not knowing you know what our sales would be like so we're actually with these small batch producers we're able to buy in like relatively small quantities and the same thing goes with like the boxes and the wrap and that sort of stuff too so from that perspective it's worked out pretty well yeah and when we see we're running low we just kind of order a little bit more yeah and they actually come in a day 
Yeah. So oh nice that's so you can basically get this started for under like almost a thousand probably like you get a Shopify website that's like what fifty bucks a month and yeah a couple of boxes and you know take some photos and you're pretty much good to go right I guess pretty much I mean the big thing is that you know the food inventory can be a little expensive and that's sort of we sort of started with things that generally are not perishable that like uh, have a long shelf life a lot of jams and chutneys, pickles, things like that. And then uh, we do have a few things that we carry that have more of a shelf life, cookies and sweets and some chocolates. Um, but most of those we carry from producers that are relatively close by. So if we run well, we're able to restock within a couple of days. And so far, we've still tried to just offer people the ability to pick something and have it shipped that day. So far, that's still working out for us. We've been on a same-day cycle, which is good. But, you, you know, you just you never know when some things are going to – things do run low, and, you you know, you may have to adjust a little bit. But so far, we've been able to get things shipped the same day, which is kind of good. I see. And did you guys test your concept out before you guys actually got the store set up? Did you do, like, any minimum viable product type kind of experiment? Honestly, no. I mean <laughs> – <laughs> No, we really kind of, you know, we we felt strongly that it could work, that there's definitely enough interest in kind of small batch food movement. Um, and we just felt like that we could get a little bit of traction. And, you know, we have some competitors and one of the things we've tried to do, well, one thing is we try not to look at our competitors too much because that'll kind of make you crazy. You really have to concentrate on, you know, what you're doing. You know, one of the things we try to do with the gifts really is to have something that's more permanent. You know, there's a lot of food gifts out there. And at the holidays, you know, people send these, you know, sort of enormous gift baskets that are just packed full of stuff. But they don't really have any staying power. So, you know, a lot of our gifts have, you know, we have this woman from the Bay Area that does these incredible tea towels and aprons. Our thought is that you can give this gift that has kind of a unique food item, but then there's something that lasts, that's left over that the, you know, the person that received the gift will remember you, that, you know, something you can keep in your kitchen for a while. A little set of cereal bowls or egg cups or, you know, the tea towels or an apron or something like that, that more long lasting. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, a more lasting impression. Yeah. I like the little egg holder you guys have, the good egg set of four. That's been a big, uh, that's a big East Coast thing here, isn't it? It's kind of like, well, people just seem to like them. I think they're, you know, they're real cute and people remember them from their childhood a little bit there's been kind of that reaction i think yes i think so this is just for like hard-boiled eggs you kind of put it in this little cup right it's mostly soft-boiled soft boiled. so um i don't know i think tom yesterday yeah, there might just be one, did on, one like on instagram i think on our on our front page of it i think that might be there now where you can yeah. see it's just a soft boil and you just kind of hold your egg there and you can you just serve it with breakfast and kind of it's just a cute yeah. way to hold it. Yeah, I see it now. It's on your Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a, yeah, this is softball. Like I, I always hard boil my eggs, so I have no idea really what softball is. But I guess the yolk is just not boiled, right? So. Yeah, yeah, you do it for about six minutes, and then uh, that's that's soft boiled. Yeah, interesting. All right. And so you guys sell some perishable foods now too. Have you run into some products that maybe are, you know, just not selling real, but you have the inventory yet or has everything going pretty well so far? We've had, you know, a couple things that like expire, like the little cookies um, that we haven't been able to move all the inventory. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we gained 10 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we're actually, you know, we're, we, we've been trying to find like a food kitchen that might take them because some of the, like in the case of the cookies, they have a sort of 
uh, a recommended sell-by date. The yeah. truth is they're still fine. They taste good. They're not spoiled in any way at all. They're still fresh tasting, but we, obviously we don't want to sell it past its sell-by date. Yeah, we'd like to find some way to, you know, to connect with being able to not waste those things. But we, you know, we haven't been dealing with giant amounts of, of or like big inventories where it would just be, it really hurt your business. Yeah. And we keep things pretty small. And so then, it only happens once in a while. Yeah. And then with the, you know, the corporate gifts we've done, like we did a big mailer for someone that had some of our tea towels and then um, a fresh baked pie. But those things, you know, we can obviously handle perishable because we know when they're, you know, when they're shipping out, when we need them. And, and so, uh, you know, there's no risk of being left over uh, with a bunch of inventory. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Because I guess, I guess if something, you know, is almost expiring, you don't want to throw it away. So I guess you might as well eat it, right? <laughs> or find, you know, or give it to friends and family. Or, yeah. But it, like I said, it, it really has been just small amounts and not too much of that. And for the most part, we, 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 like to, we like to be able to offer it, but I think we're starting to lean more towards doing that in custom packages. Yeah. yeah but I guess you could shift your product mix short if you kind of sell some more stuff like jam, honey. That's yes. kind of lasts a lot longer. It's kind of avoids that problem too if it ever comes up again. Absolutely. Right. And, we, you know, the ability of having the Shopify site is we can, you know, you, know, you can change daily. I mean, it's really not a problem. If, if, if you want to add product and take product away and change what, the types of things you want to sell in our store, it's easy to do. That's one thing that came up with the kitchen garden idea was just that we found these great little seed bonbons, they're called. They're just like, you just throw them in the, in the uh, pot and then, you know, it sprouts basil and everything. And we just thought this would be a cool thing that kind of ties in with people who are interested in cooking at home. It's kind of so, a natural fit, you know, for our store. Yeah. And it makes a nice gift. So we threw that up there. It's, you know, I don't think we went into it thinking we were going to sell things like that, but it's just as time has moved on, we're kind of shaping things a little differently. Yeah. I see. So since I'm in front of your website, I see all your products, but for people listening who aren't at the website or maybe in their car, can you just go over your kind of product categories real quick, uh, briefly? Sure. We have like, um, let me see, we kind of break things into a few categories. One of our biggest categories is, you know, pantry items. So we have a soy sauce that's made in Kentucky by a company called Bourbon Barrel Foods. And they um, actually uh, use old bourbon barrels that you can only use once for making bourbon. And they repurpose them to make, uh, you know, to age the soy sauce, Worcestershire sauce. We have um, a great jam producer from here in Brooklyn called Anna Arky in a jar. And their stuff just tastes really homemade. They do a um, great selection of flavors from fresh produce around and, and they just have really creative ideas of things that they put together. And then we also have like olive oil and pasta that will kind of group together things with, you know, just a small amount of chocolate, cookies, we also do groupings of a lot of uh, breakfast stuff, which we found has been like one of our better sellers. sellers. You know, people, when they're going to visit someone or after visit, you know, do these little things. It might be pancake syrup, um, a little bit of jam, granola, pancake mix or granola, some cereal bowls some things like that. And um, people really have reacted well to those sort of like a nice gift to, to bring or send before you show up at someone's house. Yeah. I think it's nice because you think about like 10, 15 years ago, 
you know, you didn't have these channels for these homemade products to go online. You kind of just bought whatever was in the supermarket, right? And that was what you had. And now you have these homemade things that can just show up on the internet. And no one really cares about getting a bigger Skippy peanut butter, even though they keep making it bigger and bigger, right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I was at Costco the other day and I'm looking at a peanut butter. It's like, he's like almost the size of a basketball. I'm like, who would buy this? Like, it's crazy. We actually, you know, we travel around a little bit. We find things we like. We just get inspired and, you know, it, it, it happened early on. We, we found this guy who makes, uh, who roasts his own coffee in Rhode Island, Dave's Coffee. And we just, we love the whole process that he does. And he creates amazing coffee. But he also, like, he makes this um, coffee syrup, too, which is really good in baking and cocktails. And uh, it has a lot of interesting uses. But he does it all from, like, this cold brew process that um, creates these great-looking bottles of coffee syrup that you can just have in your kitchen and use you know throughout the year really interesting stuff yeah that's awesome because if you think about it you know back then he wouldn't he would only be limited to his local neighborhood right i mean now he can just go online anyone with similar interests like you guys can find him and then he has a distribution he needs so. yeah that's true i mean it's really interesting because yeah i mean the producers can really get on a level playing field they can get their stuff out there there's so many food blogs that cover people and you, you know there's just so many avenues of even social media that you know these producers can use to get out there and it's great to see you know one of the things i like about pretty much everyone we've met in this process is they just really love what they're doing like mm-hmm. you, you know people that have passion for it yeah and just really you know people that are you know they're they're enjoying their life they're they're making something that they feel passionate about that they enjoy doing and you know it's sort of like it comes you know it, it it shows up in the product because you know there's a lot of things are really delicious and are really unique yeah and it's certainly easier to connect with like-minded people now too uh, with the same interests. And we're, we're definitely, you know, we get a lot of reactions. It's interesting. Pinterest and Instagram and people find us all over the place. And it can just be, you know, one photo that kind of they see and it sparks their interest in what it was. And then they find our site, which is kind of cool. I mean, we really, you know, we've, we've been getting a lot of just interest from all those different, uh, from Twitter and a little bit of Facebook and all those different venues, which is, or avenues, which has been great. You just wonder sometimes, you know, we have coupon codes out there and sometimes they come back to you. And then, like I said, sometimes you just really get someone, Completely you know, random. random. And I think, you know, it, you know, we saw like a, um, a corn, uh, corn muffin and pancake mix. It's kind of different because most pancakes are, you know, regular flour. This is uh, cornmeal. And, but, you know, someone just a week or so ago ordered six six of just the pancake mix and i don't know if like they've had it somewhere else and they were searching for it online and came across us you know it's just it's hard to figure out but i guess when they order you just don't really care (laughs) (laughs) yeah so so, you know it sounds like you guys are having fun kind of figuring this out as you go along right yes Yes. definitely Did, did you find that when you were starting out you were trying to like kind of get all your ducks in order trying to over plan everything or did you kind of guys just jump in and we're like let's do it um a little of both i mean maybe there was a little bit of are we doing it all right and you know maybe a little bit of nervousness but once it started to kind of roll and shopify made it easy and you know i I think yeah i think the big hesitation you know for us was you really want it to be perfect before you invite 
you know, people to the party. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's really, you, you know, you can kind of beat yourself up about whether it's everything's right. But at the same time, you sometimes you have to kind of throw things out there and see how people react. And so it's, it's been interesting to see like, you know, sort of what products people gravitate to. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's a learning process as you go along, but you know, at some point you kind of have to jump in. Um, yeah, I think I used to worry like, oh, it's got to be just right because people only give you one shot. But I don't know that that's really the case. I think people are, you know, there's so many similar sites out there. and People are getting more used to shopping in different, you know, these kind of micro stores. It's better just to try, just get out there and do it and then just shape it as you go along. I think that's what we're doing. Because it's like, uh, they, what's to say in baseball? If you never swing the bat, you're going to miss every ball, right, basically? Right, <laughs> yes. So that's true. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, very cool, very cool. And so what is your kind of main way of finding customers now? You know, since you guys are only six months in, have you guys used, like, you know, any paid traffic or any, like, special types of marketing? Actually, just about to start some paid marketing advertising in um, early May as we head into kind of Mother's Day and then through to Father's Day. And that's going to be our first time. But um, so far, we've really only used just social media, uh, mostly Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. We've been looking at some different social media with like the new and now I'm going to get interest no it's the video one. Oh, uh fine yeah we've been looking at that um it's kind of interesting like the you know such a short little snippet of video we've been trying to think of ways that we might be able to incorporate that and sort of really um show how our gifts come together we also try uh we participated in there was a like a, a school public school silent auction uh, here in, in Manhattan that a friend of ours has a, a kid who goes to the school. And, you know, that was really great for us because we just donated a couple of gift boxes that kind of give an idea of what our site is about. And um, it, it's a, you know, it got a lot of attention because they have a really big online auction. So I think that was an interesting avenue for us to just kind of get yeah. our name out there. And then also from time to time, we've actually just, We'll send out a little mailer, a little sample of yes. some things we have to people, and just like you know, free. You know, it's kind of surprising that some of the business you can generate from that. You know, once you're sort of top of mind with people, and we just did like, here's an idea of a great gift, and then that turned around and people started ordering from us. Yeah, nice, nice. That's good. That once you get the kind of the customer mind share, mm-hmm. right. Right, exactly. Interesting, interesting. Okay, very cool, very cool. And so you guys said you guys are on Shopify, right? So how did you guys end up on that? Well, you know, we looked around at a lot of different things and just uh, honestly, like aesthetically, I liked a lot of the Shopify um, templates more than, you know, anything else. And then we also looked at what other people's experience had been with some of these things and to what level you could customize, all that sort of thing. And Shopify just seemed right with our aesthetic. So do you guys use any special apps uh, that are add-ons for Shopify? We're not yet, but we're looking at a few things that might make our shipping a little easier, mm-hmm. but we haven't landed on anything yet. Nice, nice. That's good. So so the overall thing I'm getting is you guys are running really lean, which is nice, right? You're not, your overhead's pretty low. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's the way to do it, I think. Because I think a lot of people, you know, when they're not sure who the customers are, you just throw money at marketing and that's just not a way to go because then you're just, your customer acquisition costs get so high and your business is even making a lot of money yet. So that's good that you guys are running lean though. Yeah. 
Exactly. So do you find it also it's like a discipline to run lean too? Because I'm sure there's some things you see like, oh, maybe that'll help us. Or Yeah, it it is like, you know, like so it's a little, I think what's good about now, like, you know, just using social media and sort of starting out slow and you get a better sense of what people like and what they gravitate to. So there's probably some product that will fall off um, because, you know, we're just not selling it as much as we're selling other things. You really see like what, interest people and one of you know we have a like a bacon jam we carry that you know people just i think they just really love that idea bacon, bacon, bacon and jam together there's some, some kind of magic that is created there and that ended up to be one of our big sellers you know people go there yeah. for it again the discipline i think is just to kind of keep the site fresh all the time and, and try to build in content as much as we can we're always inspired by things around here in brooklyn that you know, food related things, there's a lot going on. So we're trying to kind of build that into the site too. So there's a little bit of a reason to come back to the site, maybe to look at some recipes or, you know, just some of the ideas we might have for traveling around here, just food related things. Just have a way of people, the content that people can kind of venture back to. Sounds good. So you guys, you know, you guys are running lean, you guys are profitable, you know, keeping inventory very small. So you know, what do you think is your biggest challenge now, kind of in the next, for the rest of the year? Growing, I think. Yeah. Is, is, um, yeah. The biggest challenge I think is trying to find out, you know, is we're planning to do some paid media in the next, you know, starting in um, early May. My biggest fear is, but if we don't have, what if the, you know, what if paid media is so successful that we get too many orders and we can't fulfill them? Um, and that, you know, that's kind of the thing that's keeping me up at night now. <laughs> so flip side of that, you can spend a lot of money on media not generating a lot of orders. So, um, but, you know, the big thing that we try to do, and, you know, like, so we don't look at our competitors too much, but one of the things that I think does set us apart a little bit is, we really, you know, if someone orders before noon, um, you know, East Coast time, we will ship it that day. If not, it ships the next day. And a lot of, some of the smaller sites will have like a, you know, like a three to four day process of you know, fulfillment uh, period before anything ships. And, uh, you know, I know myself as a consumer, usually when I'm going online to look for something, especially if it's a gift, yeah. I'm usually in a bit of a panic <laughs> and I need it there quickly. And so, you know, that's the other thing we want to appeal to, like, you know, we can get here, especially like, a, you know, East Coast, we from here to Boston, we'll get there in a day. I think that's important and that hopefully that will help, you know, kind of set us apart. Yeah, I think the guys that are taking three days to process it are just then buying the inventory after they got the money. That's probably what I'm guessing. Yeah, that's true. And we just didn't want to fall into that. And we, we also really wanted to be, you know, I mean, people would go to Amazon and order something and have it come the next day. But there's really no personal element to that, especially for a gift. Even if you have a gift wrap, that the person who receives that is going to kind of know what you did for that process. You know, it just doesn't really feel that personal or unique to gift. And I think what we were trying to do is, okay, we can, you know, the best we can do is, kind of give you a creative, interesting idea for a gift, but then get to you really quickly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, yeah. I mean, like, there are merits to the other model just because you have literally zero inventory risk, but that's the service side you kind of have to fall back on, too. So, When I'm shopping online, I really, I want, I, I kind of want something fulfilled immediately. If I sort of get to the end of the transaction and then it says it's going to be three or four days to process, 
I usually won't go ahead and, you know, I'll look somewhere else for that product where I can get it quicker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Unless I'm ordering like a huge speaker podium or something right. giant. Right? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, very cool, very cool. All right, and so you know, just to wrap things up, you know, do you guys have any advice for someone who's starting out but kind of is still stuck in the planning stages and haven't really taken the leap yet? Well, one thing I would say is just you know, don't be afraid to jump in and tell people if you feel you know strongly about your idea or even if you're a little hesitant, if you like. If you think like what you're doing every day is going to be fun and you'll enjoy it, I think it's worth taking a try. And then the second thing I would say is, you know, try to find someone that can help you navigate a little bit uh, through like Shopify or whatever, yeah. the technical issues. So that, that, that can trip you up the most maybe. And, and if you have someone that's like in your corner that can kind of come in and just help you with the little tweaks that need to happen, just to keep the stores running smoothly, that's always good. And it just gives you peace of mind. But, you know, I would also say, too, that the Twitter and Pinterest and Instagram, you know, it, it really levels the playing field a little bit. It does feel like you can really get out there and compete. You don't have to be intimidated. You really, you know, have just as much of a chance of reaching people as as, as other stores do. Interesting. So you talked about uh, tweaking the store with someone that can help you. So what's that process like? Do you just say, hey, I want to add this, I want to add that, or... Did you start out with the existing theme and then you changed it from there? Oh, we did. We started yeah. out with an existing template. But then we wanted to, you know, we wanted to have our the blog to have a presence on the front page. Yes. Something we wanted similar. Instagram to have a presence on the front page. We wanted to, you know, change some fonts from what was available in the template. And Trism was able to do all that for us. And I think the other you know, kind of cool thing about this you know, the whole world we're living in now is, you know, we were able to find Tristan and he lives on the other side of the world. And, but, you know, it was kind of a perfect fit. You, you can find people all over to do stuff for you. We had a local guy design our logo here, but there's so many people out there now that will just contract for, you know, a small amount of services. Um, there's, there's just a lot of resources out there now that I think, you know, as an individual, you could get that maybe even 10 years ago, you know, to try to find a web expert would have been, you know, potentially like tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. And you've never met Tristan before too, right? <laughs> no, no, but he can't really recommend it. We spent a lot of time Skyping and, um, yeah. you know, uh, we, and we, we talked to some local people here, um, but the pricing here was crazy. You know, for the amount of work we yeah, it was a help we needed. That was a little bit of a barrier. But there's just so many resources out there for people that want to get a business started, even you know, from you know graphic design and logo design and corporate identity. You know, there's just tons of stuff out there. There's tons of really talented people out there. Mm-hmm. You know, who, I, who are interested in helping? I think I actually found uh, we have an illustration of like a spoon and a fork on our in our logo and I actually found a girl on Craigslist to do that because I, I just couldn't find exactly exactly what I wanted and you know so I threw that up on Craigslist and this girl sketched out exactly what I wanted for I think about 90 bucks yeah that was uh, shopifyninjas.com we were given a plug for to give, Tr- give Tristan some love here exactly yeah Tristan and Shopify Ninjas <laughs> yeah awesome alright and so you know last question where can we find you guys online if we're looking to get some uh, boutique food and recipes 
We're littleislandkitchen.com. Awesome. All right, man. Thanks a lot, guys. I think that's it. All right, Terry. Thanks so much. To get more information about running an online store, visit our website at buildmyonlinestore.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Build My Online Store podcast.